Yeah, health is actually just being able to feel happy, joyous, and being able to do the things that you want to do. It's really having you know unlimited energy, vitality uh, in approaching your life and, and what you want to share with the world. Uh, that is really health. It's not really being free of disease. You know, I do what I do right now. I'm, I'm in the performance and longevity space because I know people could offer so much more of themselves, whether it be in their businesses, in their relationships, if they started to just feel better. Uh, and if, if we are operating under a survival mode in our body, uh, we are not able to present the very best versions of us. And so health is really just um, being the very best version of us. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Sean and Lacey here. And today we have a super, super, very special guest with us. One that I'm just super excited to dive into because this is a topic that, while not necessarily my area of expertise, it's like the area that I geek out on. You're passionate about it. And I was thinking like, maybe it is, maybe it's because I'm 51 years old. Maybe you just start to geek out on these things when you get to be a certain age, you know, in certain circles, we've begun to run into today's guest over and over. And I always feel like I I see him and I get so excited and I want to grab him and and ask him 9,000 questions. And I know that Usually, like it's in a social setting or a networking setting, and you know everybody wants to talk to him. So I try not to monopolize his time. And I, I, I was saying earlier though, I don't even know why I'm on this episode. Well, you're the this beauty. Is like, this is a, this is you're the beauty thing. Like, in, you're so in on the excited. podcast. You want to ask all the questions, so I'm just gonna hang out. And, well, wait till you see. Wait till you see. Yeah, those of you watching on video, yeah. I mean. I mean, our guest today, he's looking pretty sharp. He looks like he's 22 yeah. um, because he's absolutely mastered this whole concept of longevity. And whether or not you're in listening to this because you're an entrepreneur or because you provide a, a service and you want to reach even more people, or maybe you just, you just listen to the podcast and you want to be better as a human being, today's podcast is going to answer all of that and so much more. Let's bring in our guest for today, Dr. Ken Vu. He is the author of Thrive State. Welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. It is a pleasure to be on, Sean and Lacey. Let's dive in. I ask all of our guests at the beginning, um, you know, how do you end up here? And, you know, look, if you watch TV, if you're into biohacking, if you're into longevity, you are going to come across your name. And oftentimes people just think that, you know, with all of the experts in their field, like, well, you know, maybe your father or your mother was in the field and they taught you everything they knew. And that's how you got to be so popular, so famous. Tell us sort of your trajectory, your story. Were you always an expert in this field of longevity or how did we end up here where you are so known in this field? Uh, it's so funny you, you, you mentioned that. Um, my parents actually are in the field of medicine. They're both pharmacists. You know, I was born in post-war Vietnam. We came over on a refugee boat. I spent eight months on a boat, three months in a Philippine refugee camp, and we were fortunate to end up in Los Angeles. And growing up as a kid, I actually wanted to do media and entertainment. But my mom was like, hey, look, we didn't travel across the world on a refugee boat. 
for you to go into entertainment, you're going to be a doctor, an MD, or a physician. She gave me those three choices. And so I went to medical school. And, um, you know, I really, you know, wanted to be the top of what I was doing. And one of the most exciting fields at the time was actually interventional radiology. And for people who don't know what that is, it's actually radiology, which is medical imaging that utilizes CT scans, MRIs, and ultrasound that actually pierce inside the body to be able to, to detect disease. And interventional radiologist is actually a minimally invasive surgeon that uses the technology to be able to perform minimally invasive procedures. And, um, you know, just like anybody else who wanted to achieve success, I, I um, really aspired to study at the best institutions all over the world, National Institutes of Health, the Howard Hughes Medical Institute, UCLA, you know, became chief of interventional radiology at my hospital. But right around that time when I thought I achieved what, you know, would make me happy and successful, I was actually overweight and diabetic, had high blood pressure was on prescription medications. And I really realized at that time that I wasn't really given the tools in medical school to be healthy. And so I really had to take a deep dive as to how I was living my life. And you know, my initial goal wasn't you know, to strive for peak performance and longevity. It was just, how do I not have disease? You know, I was chronically tired. I was feeling burnt out. And so really, at that time, it was just trying to figure out how to live my life. So I, I, I went into the field of longevity and performance really only to reverse my conditions. So I did additional training in anti-aging regenerative medicine, went into biohacking, and then really studied high performers, people who are living longest in the world. And now there's so much technology uh, out there uh, you know, in terms of diagnostic testing. We, we can test for early cancer. We can test for genetic diseases. Um, we've got things in the regenerative medicine space, such as stem cells and peptides. And there's a huge science behind longevity that is really promising to push the human lifespan further than we ever thought possible. But here's the thing. When I started to study where people live the longest and you know, maintain their ability to do things as they got older, we were, we were really talking about the blue zones, uh, five locations all over the planet, which is Okinawa, Japan, Loma Linda, California, Acaria, Greece, uh, Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> this is why Sean looks so young. I've he, lived in two of those places. Okinawa oh, and nice. Costa Rica. So wow. good job, babe. Oh, you guys are glowing. You guys are glowing. <laughs> so here's the thing. They didn't actually have access to any of the technology we currently have in the longevity medicine or biohacking space. And what's, you know, and what I found amazing by that is this. When we started to study how they lived as long as they have, it's really what they were doing every single day. The things that they were doing, how they lived their life is actually medicine. And so I started to study the way people show up and the choices that you make in five key areas of your life actually creates an energetic field in your body, a state in your body. And by the choices that you make, you could live in a stress state, which I was in, and the stress state actually drives up inflammation, it lowers your immunity, it puts you prone to chronic symptoms and chronic disease. And at that point, you know, you're having chronic symptoms like fatigue, brain fog, you, you might have a gut and you're not performing very well. But if you have, if you make the right choices in your life, you put yourself in a thrive state, you create this energetic field that speaks to your cells. And here's the thing, it actually promotes optimal health and the side effect of you 
being in the thrive state is actually peak performance and longevity. So you said something way back. I want to roll it all the way back at the very beginning of when you were talking about your experience in medical school. You said that you were overweight and you were diabetic, and you said that you felt like you weren't taught how to be healthy through medical school. Can you explain what, what does that even mean? And what does it mean to be healthy then? I, you know what, you would think that medical school would actually teach you health. Unfortunately, I, I sometimes feel that medical schools, uh, you know, teach people how to use medications and, and how to, you know, use surgeries to fix things that were caused by how we live our life. You know, unfortunately, the culture uh, that's promoted in medical school, a lot of, you know, people are type A, you know, going to medical school, they want, you know, to uh, get to uh, a very uh, uh, a, a competitive residency, a very competitive specialty. And so people aren't sleeping very well. They're not managing their stress very well. These things aren't taught at all. They're not taught behavioral changes. And in fact, you know, people were promoting, hey, you know what? Sleep is for the week. You know, the, they actually instituted the 80-hour work week just recently. But, you know, prior to that, people were working 120 hours a week, you know, getting really burnt out, driving home tired, driving to work tired. And this was basically the culture that many people learned uh, in, in medical school and only the strong survive. Unfortunately, uh, physicians actually have one of the highest suicide rates uh, among any uh, professions that are out there. So many people that actually end up, you know, practicing yeah, you know, I look at some of my colleagues now, many of them unhealthy. We actually had somebody at a hospital I was working at a couple of years ago, a young oncologist died being overweight, diabetic of a huge heart attack. And that's something that's very prevalent in the physician community, unfortunately. This is interesting because I would imagine too that you're not necessarily taught how to be healthy. They're obviously encouraging a lot of unhealthy behaviors as far as you know, working and not being able to take care of yourself. So my first thought is like, then what exactly does healthy mean? Like, how do you measure that? How do we know what health is? Because so much of what we consider to be healthy was created by the traditional medical model. And so I'm wondering, is there actually an incongruency there? And what does health mean to you? Yeah, health is actually just being able to feel happy, joyous, and being able to do the things that you want to do. It's really having, you know, unlimited energy, vitality uh, in approaching your life and, and what you want to share with the world. Uh, that is really health. It's not really being free of disease. You know, I do what I do right now. I'm, I'm in the performance and longevity space because I know people could offer so much more of themselves, whether it be in their businesses, in their relationships, if they started to just feel better. Uh, and if we are operating under a survival mode in our body, uh, we are not able to present the very best versions of us. And so health is really just um, being the very best version of us. It's, I gotta say though, that's such an, that's so empowering. Like I love hearing that definition of health because I think so many people, they assess whether they're healthy based on, you know, uh, their, their body weight, the, the absence or presence of disease, um, how, just how well they sleep at night, but not looking at it. Do I actually show up during my day with joy, with gratitude? You know, can I provide and give to the world all the things that I want to? And so that's such a freeing definition of health because I do see that all the time. You could be 
healthy by all of the objective measures that exist, but um, mentally, emotionally, internally not be healthy. And, and nobody talks about that. So I just, I love that you brought that up. Yeah, well, I want to dive clear. into performance and longevity because I want to start superficial and then we'll see how I'll deep we can that. go. Um, but first, superficially, those are, are great words. Who doesn't want more performance in our circles, entrepreneurs, right? Oh, man, I, I, want, I need better performance. Yeah. So here's what happens, right? Um, you know, energy drinks. Um, lots of caffeine and right? coffee. Like, tons so, of coffee. Um, even, even all the way to... We know lots of people that are um, addicted to um, um, Adderall, yeah. right? So that's performance, right? Is that what yeah. we're talking about? Um, so let's just talk about what is what is performance and longevity because, oh, yeah, longevity. I, what is that? I go to the gym because you mentioned earlier some things like peptides and stem cells and I want to get there. But first, I just want the the novice who's like, yeah, I'm into performance. I, you know, I, I get my energy drink. I drink, you know, my latte in the morning. Let's, let's I work talk about 120 hours a week. I'm a performer. Yeah, t- yeah. Talk to us about performance and what that means to you. Yeah. Performance is really operating at our highest potential in every single capacity. Now uh, it encompasses mental, it encompasses physical, and we'll get into the, the, the emotional components of all of that as well. But, you know, many people come, come to me because they are CEOs, they are celebrities and, and they work very demanding type of a careers. Uh, and, what do they need to access? They need to access creativity. They need to access productivity, energy, vitality that they bring into their work. And so that's what we're really talking about when we're talking about performance. And how do we get that? Well, we have to understand that as the human body, how do we, how does it you know, go up to its potential? And that's really optimizing every single cell. Cells become tissues, become organs, become systems that basically make up who we are. And so if we want a good cognitive and nervous system that's going to bring us creativity, innovation, to be able to think on our feet, to have great memory, be able to see patterns out there in the workplace, if we want that, then we need every single brain cell and nervous system um, cell to be optimized. If we want to be able to perform as in you know, run tons of lap, lift weights, and ask the demands of our physical body uh, to be there, we need every single musculoskeletal uh, cell to be optimized as well. So we're really talking about optimized cellular health. And we, when we optimize every single cell, then we optimize every single system as well. But when those things aren't optimized, we start to, we, we start to degrade the system. And that's when you start having chronic symptoms. Oh. This is, no, this is so good. I, I was thought just, I was going to be I, all excited about it. And okay, now I, you're know, the I know, one. but I, I like, I was just having a conversation with a client two days ago about this idea of cellular health because so many people are taking that like outside in approach. It's like, oh, well, I don't sleep well at night. You know, I, I don't get sound, restful sleep. I wake up uner- or, you know, unenergized. So I need to address the sleep problem, right? But if you don't have cellular health, which is the foundational elements of our whole being, then it's really difficult to patch that sleep issue. And so I was like, I was telling them like, wow, you really got to get to the root cause of all the things going on in the system. So how does one know like, man, this cellular health concept is something that I need to figure out if if I'm having issues or I should be addressing versus it's just like, I have the wrong pillow and I'm not sleeping right at night kind of thing. Well, I'm going to you know, give you and give your audience 
medical school training in basically three minutes. Go. And this is the one thing, if people understand this, they could really truly become their own doctor and they don't necessarily need to come to a specialist like myself, uh, although there are specialists that can help. But if you remember five things, there are basically five things that create this energetic state in our body and our, our cells, our DNA. So some people will think, oh, okay, I'm gonna be overweight, I'm gonna have disease because mom and dad had it. Well, it's not so much you know, the genes that you get from mom and dad, it's only partially the story. These genes are actually constantly listening to its cellular environment. And what actually creates the cellular environment? It's these five categories. Number one is physical, which includes sleep, nutrition, and movement. The next thing is mental, meaning our thoughts. Our thoughts actually changes our biochemistry and molecular biology, our emotions, our social connections, and finally, a sense of purpose. These five things actually create the energetic states in our body. And the choices that we make in each one of these five categories actually determine the energetic state that we create and the messages that each cell gets. And if you optimize those five things, you're your chances of getting disease is super, super low. But if you optimize those five things, you will be in the thrive state. You will give your cells the messages to actually activate the biology of longevity, performance, and optimal health. Okay, well, let's then keep scraping Claire. away, scraping away. So how do we optimize those five things? Like, that seems great because again, what I want to I want to make sure that we're we're really sort of clearing away at the same time, trying to give you an opportunity to um, address some of the misconceptions relative to optimization. A lot of people think it's really cool to not sleep, right? You mentioned that, right? Like, oh, yeah. I only sleep four hours a night. Like that's how cool I am. A lot of people think it's really cool to just depend on caffeine or other drugs to get through the day to be able to concentrate. That is not what, because some people, listen, what I'm trying to understand, and I always do this, uh, Dr. Vu, is that part of our audience is saying, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm optimizing, right, by taking my, my, my energy drinks and by taking some Adderall, and you know, maybe every now and then I just need a little bump to make it through, and I stay on, up till three o'clock, right? Like, uh, all of those things, that's not what you're saying. And of course, we know that, but talk to us. What do you mean by optimizing in those five areas? Yeah, optimizing, if I could just give a, a few tips in each one of those five areas, I think you know people will help. Uh, it will help people. I mean, there are things in addition, uh, like some people you know think that there's peptides and all these regenerative medicine things, which are great. But if those five things aren't optimized, you're flushing um, your money down the toilet only because your all these peptides and all these things that you're taking is just a band-aid for giving what your cells really need. Your cells really need those five things to give it, it the proper environment to turn on and activate those genes of longevity and performance like what I was talking about. So let's start with sleep. Sleep is so important because it creates the circadian rhythm in our body. Our bodies are meant to uh, you know, go into these light and dark cycles and it secretes hormones that regulate all these things. And if you're not sleeping very well, or, or if your sleep is irregular, your hormones are, are going to get thrown off. And if your hormones are off, you're going to feel it, you're going to gain weight, you're going to be prone to getting chronic disease. So getting regular sleep, seven to nine hours every single night, even on the week, weekends, and keeping it as regular as possible is the most important thing. 
we can dive deeper into each one of these things, but I want to just give people like the nuggets. Um, next is nutrition. You know, just eating whole real food is basically all you need. Um, you know, avoid the sugar and processed foods. If you eat foods that is just minimally adulterated, meaning like things aren't changed very much from, from how they actually came out of the ground or, or, or from the animal, that's probably best. And if you stick with that, you're going to be great. If you throw in a little bit of intermittent fasting every now and then, that's also going to help because I feel like people are, you know, with the food abundance that we have in the world, people are just stuffing themselves all the time and just eating a bunch of junk. So that's the nutrition part. People are meant to move. So just moving every single day, you know, park at the farthest, you know, uh, place you can from the building just so that you can walk, take the stairs instead of the elevators, sitting and inactivity is actually the new smoking. So that's just in the physical part what people can do. I'll, I'll rest for questions now. We can, we can go deeper on the other stuff later too. Well, I think this, this is so great. And I keep thinking about the idea of longevity. And so I imagine when somebody addresses their cellular health, they address these five, address these five areas. Is that the thing that leads to more longevity or is there more things that we need to be conscientious of and aware of in order to achieve this thing that everybody's going after, which is this idea of longevity? No, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, when I started to study epigenetics, I was looking basically at our DNA. And our DNA, here's a cool thing. It's like a Rosetta Stone for how we should be living our life. When we can understand you know, parts of the DNA, for example, I, you know, telomeres. Telomeres are basically the end caps of the DNA that's a marker for longevity. Now, if you have shortened telomeres, they are a marker for disease and, and symptoms and things like that. And preserved telomeres are actually a marker for longevity. So when we started to study what preserved telomeres and what shortened telomeres, well, the things that shorten telomeres most is stress. Stress is the major driver of telomere shortening. But when we look at what actually preserved telomeres, sleep, nutrition, movement, emotional states, our mental states, relationships, and having a sense of purpose actually preserve our telomeres. I started to look at other genetic markers and the same five things started to show up. These five things are basically the core things that our cell needs to actually feel like the environment is safe. I'm going to do what I am meant to do, which is just repair itself, which is actually give us the human life and potential that you know uh, human beings are actually designed to have. We are actually designed to be able to to, to heal ourselves and to repair ourselves and to reach human potential if we're given everything it needs. If it is in a stress state, if our cells think that we're in danger, that's when we increase inflammation, we lower our immunity. And again, suboptimal cells lead to suboptimal tissues, lead to suboptimal organs, lead to suboptimal systems. And that's when you have a suboptimal human, unfortunately. Mm. I just keep thinking too, like, especially sitting next to Sean, I love all of these concepts, but I would imagine that everybody is physiologically different, right? Some people, like you said, have these shorter telomeres, the others have longer ones and, and my needs might be slightly different. So how do I figure out what's absolutely best for me versus him? Oh, that's a great question. It's all about bio-individuality. I think, you know, I think that that works great. And I think for every person, each one of those things are going to be slightly different because your biology is going to be different. But I think 
the more you get in tune with your body, the more you can say, oh, okay, I, I did this one thing. I ate this one thing and I started to feel this way. I start, you know, whenever my thoughts focus on my bank account, I start feeling this. You start to have some biofeedback. And here's the greatest thing is if we could develop the muscle of intuition, understanding how we feel when we take certain actions in those five categories in our life, that's when we start to understand our own biology and how we work. So you've mentioned a few things like peptides, stem cells. Um, a lot of people take a lot of supplements, um, cold contrast therapy, infrared sauna. You didn't mention all of these, but all of these things, things you do. All the things I do, but all of these <laughs> things are like coming right up to the the forefront. I see a lot of people talking about them. Um, you go on social media, you know, they're not mainstream, but you start to see mainstream people touting them utilizing these things. What are some of your favorite, um, biggest bang for your buck things that granted, like you said before, assuming that we have addressed these five areas and that we are working there, but then what are some of these, um, biohacks that you, that you, that you subscribe to or that you recommend? Yeah, really, really good. I mean, so remember, address those five things first. Those are the free things. And within those Lots of so many additional tips that are free, like you know, having a gratitude practice, like breath work, absolutely free. But if we start to step into the biohacking world, there are some favorites that I have. Number one, like you mentioned, is cold therapy. Cold therapy is actually a great way to reset the nervous system. It actually, you know, for anyone who's tried cold therapy, it's initial shocks of the system. But once you step out of it, you start to feel refreshed. You start to feel rejuvenated because it activates the sympathetic nervous system first, but then it actually you know, puts you back into that parasympathetic. It actually activates uh, adipose tissue and your brown fat to actually start to burn uh, more energy, making you more energy efficient. So you know, it's a great weight loss tool. It's a great way of actually increasing your mood too because it increases endorphins in your body. So that's something that's great. I like to stack that with infrared uh, technology as well and red light therapy. You know, it's a red light therapy is a great way to actually activate your mitochondria, which is basically the battery center of every single cell. So imagine just recharging every single system in your body by recharging their batteries. That's why hormone levels improve with that. That's why mood improves with that. That's why blood flow uh, improves with that as well. Those are some of my fr- uh, those are some of my favorites there, uh, and then you know there are things like you know hormone optimization and peptides that I use with my concierge clients that really take them from you know uh, uh, you know a, a a good level to the great level that they, that they want and desire. Sean's like nudging me over here because we're staring at our cold plunge tub, and he does that every morning, and I'm just <laughs> like. I can't, I haven't been able to get into the mindset to be able to get into the tub. And he's like, see, brown fat, brown fat. He'll get you in a good mood. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll it's see. It's one of those on things brain. I don't enjoy doing. But right. if you, like, 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 like Sean, if you have trained yourself to do the things that, you know, your body says, oh my God, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like messing this is not going to make me comfortable. You are actually training a muscle to be able to take on the other discomforts that you know are going to come uh, at you during the day. 
My favorite thing about about cold therapy, I mean, and I, I've shared in numerous venues that the very first, I, I first first and foremost, I admitted at the beginning of the show today, like I'm into this stuff. Yeah. So I read about it. And I was like, yeah, I want it. So we get it. It's at the house. We get it all ready. And I know what I'm getting into, right? I'm just going to be cold. And, you know, I had um, at one point um, with David Meltzer, I had interviewed Wim Hof. We had talked about breathing. Like, I'm all ready. But there's nothing that prepares you for it the first time. The first time, I was I thought I was going to die. I was like, this I'm is going what he to tells, die. He tells me this story, then he's like, "Oh, and you, you should, you would hate it, but you should do it." I'm like, "That's not." But over time, you realize, you and, and one of one of the biggest lessons I love that that you mentioned too is that it prepares you for right. other things that may come your way. And Absolutely. one of the biggest lessons about that is that you cannot control the temperature but you can control your breathing, right? That is like one of the physiological functions that you have absolute control over. over. And so I love that. I want to make sure that we don't let you go without um, informing all of our viewers because this happens a lot. And I know this is going to happen with you where people are like, well, wait, how do I get a hold of him? Um, First first and foremost, the book, um, Thrive State. It's available everywhere where you buy books. So just jump on Amazon um, and you can get the book Thrive State. Um, If you catch... Dr. Vu speaking around. He usually has books with him. You can pick up a copy of the book there as well. Um, And he is just as personable in real life as you're seeing him there on the screen. But you mentioned this idea of concierge. And so there's a lot of people that um, might need um, additional or more personalized help because they're like, look, the book is great, but then I'm still kind of left on my own. And I need the accountability. Right. How do people contact you? How do people work with you? And um, I just want to clarify because I asked you this question before because if you watch your content you know, and you're very familiar with you, there is a lot of content relative to men's performance and longevity. Do you only work with males or is it males and females? Great question. So uh, the concierge practice is actually very small. I, I went from 20 clients and now I'm only going to be doing 10 clients uh, a year now. Uh, and yes, the concierge clients are only men. Uh, but when I do my corporate wellness training and when I go into corporations working with performance uh, in, in their companies, certainly I'm working with men and women, but at the concierge level where we're, we're doing hormone optimization, peptides and things like that, I, I'm just working with men. And how do people contact you? Should they visit your website? Um, or visit the website. There is a wait list uh, since I, I, I went down in my client numbers, uh, but certainly contact us and, and should anybody um, should there be an opening, we'll, we'll reach out, but you can get to my website at kienvu.com. K I E N V U U.com. That's how you can access all of this wonderful stuff, information. There's a lot of free information available there. Also too, you've got to check out if you have events, because I know a lot of our uh, viewers host events. One of the things that we are, um, committed to doing with you, I want to host um, an entrepreneur experience. I want to I want to dive deep into um, some of these tools. I also want to dive deep into ketamine because one of the things that I, I worry about too is there's a lot of people that want to have a ketamine experience but go out and do kind of weird or funny things. And so I'm excited about that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to bring that to you. Ketamine is actually you know probably the only legal psychedelic that we do have, um, and really it allows people to stop maybe some of the um, negative programming and loop so much of 
things that drive negative thinking uh, are probably old traumas and and it's trapped in our brain in, in an area called the default mode network. And we know that many psychedelics, including ketamine, psilocybin, LSD, have been shown to actually quiet down that default mode work network, um, be able to like bring out this survival part of our brain so that we can access higher centers. Um, and so it's a beautiful experience uh, for, for people to have, certainly, you know, those who are stuck into these negative thought loops that, that they might be going through. Well, I can't wait. That's going to be phenomenal. And what a great plug. I'm just going to take that. And then I'm going to say, like, that's why you want to get in this as soon as we get it all organized. And what's great about it, too, right? You have a legit practitioner, a medical doctor to supervise. That's the part that worries me. People are yeah. not doing this properly. And then you're kind of rolling the dice with your experience, but also rolling the dice with your health. So thank you so much, Dr. Vu, for being with us on the None of Your Business podcast. It was a home run. You absolutely killed it. Oh, yeah. And people, uh, how, how old are you actually? Are you 24 or 26? <laughs> I am in my mid-40s already, my friend. But uh... <laughs> All right. Man, thank you thank so you much for being blush. Seriously, stop it. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> like, well, well, don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. We'll definitely have to have you back again. And we're definitely going to have to do something with you live and in person, put together a phenomenal event for all of our viewers. Um, thank you so much. It was absolutely amazing episode. Absolutely a pleasure doing this. And I look forward to collaborating with both of you again very soon. Absolutely. All right, everybody. That's it for this week's episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Of course, we'll be back again next week with a brand new edition for you. Might be me, might be me and Lacey, or it might be a super, super, very special guest like this week. You never know. We'll see you then.